Moncrief on News Talk. Now, if you're still thinking about your holiday destination for this year, what about Albania? Apparently, they'll be really happy if you came. The writer and comedian Peter Flanagan uh, was there just last month. Good afternoon, Peter. Peter. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Yeah, sorry about that. Right. Uh, a bit of a technical whoopsie. Uh, it's, uh, you live in the UK, Peter, so can you fly directly to there? Yeah, you can. You go down to Luton Airport and Wizz Air will take you over there for little to no money. Yeah, about how, how little? I think we got return flights, you know, within a few weeks of booking for less than £100. Right, okay. And so when you arrive at now, because, and, and, you know, I'm of an age where I think Albania, you know, dump basically, uh, would have been, uh, a, a, you know, it was, it, it, it was like where socialism is imploded and at itself. Uh, That's so, right. Uh, so, like, when you arrive in, in Tirana, is it all these horrible, brutalist buildings and people driving trabants and, and trying to sell you their children? Uh, no one tried to sell me a child. Um, I did take a walking tour around the city, and it is a weird blend of the, you know, brutalist communist architecture that you describe, but then like little stray pieces of Ottoman architecture as well. There were some mosques and Orthodox churches that were preserved as kind of uh, cultural uh, touchstones by the communists. So it's an interesting blend yeah. um, of architecture, but it is a huge amount of construction. Tirana, it's an unusual city, you know, not a bad place to go for a drink on a Friday night, but um, not a huge amount to see. Right. Okay. So it wouldn't be, yeah. Okay. So it wouldn't be a bit, a bit uh, we'll speak a bit more about the, the nightlife then. Yeah. Like it's got, Albania's got a very young population. Um, they're making money uh, for the first time now through tourism, all of these places. So yeah, good place to go for a cocktail, good place to go for a nice meal and you will not spend a lot of money. Uh, how little would you spend? I mean, you might get a nice cocktail for four euro. And what kind of food do they serve there? The food is a great blend, actually, between a Mediterranean influence and the more classic kind of Ottoman influence. You know, uh, it's predominantly Muslim country still, but very secular. Uh, so they're very proud of the Ottoman heritage. So you'll get, you know, stuffed uh, eggplants. You'll get fresh lamb, uh, fresh seafood. I don't think we had a bad coffee while we were there either, you know. Um, just r- r- the food was excellent and really not expensive. You go to a very nice restaurant, have for two people, maybe two courses, bottle of wine, you might pay 40 euro. Okay, that's not bad. And was it, did it feel safe? I suppose people might have that concern about it too. The roads didn't feel safe, but uh, <laughs> walking around, walking around very safe, very safe. I mean, you obviously you hear horror stories about the Albanian mafia and so on. But I mean, if you've ever been to Italy on holiday, I'm sure we've heard the same thing, but we never mm. consider that we our lives could be at risk. I certainly did not feel under any threat. And when I was cheeky enough to bring up the Albanian mob with my tour guides, they kind of raised their eyes to heaven. I suppose it would be a bit like visiting Dublin 30 years ago. And asking a Dubliner about the IRA or the Troubles or something, you know, it's, I think for most people, it's just not part of daily life. Yeah. And now, and so did you hire a car there? And the, that is that how you experienced the danger of the roads? That's right. We drove uh, from Tirana down through uh, the southern bit of the country, kind of hitting some of the uh, central cities along the way, Jiracaster, Barat, saw some UNESCO World Heritage sites and then hit the coast. Right. Okay. And is it, the, the roads are scary because people drive like maniacs, or the roads themselves, or both? 
Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, the roads were actually a reasonable quality, certainly kind of uh, between some of the beach resorts and Tirana itself. But yeah, you got to remember, this is a country that, to your point, Sean, was under a brutal communist dictatorship till about 1992. This was the most isolated city in Europe, kind of think North Korea uh, upon sea, mm-hmm. upon the Mediterranean Sea. Um, so people were not legally allowed leave their town. You could not you could not move town without written permission uh, from the government. You could not, if you wanted to uh, visit your cousin in a nearby town for his wedding, say, you'd have to get read, written permission from the local, uh, you know, communist bureau. Uh, these people were not allowed to own cars. And then suddenly in 1992, you're allowed to do whatever the hell you want. So car ownership shot up. But my tour guide made the point that a lot of people bought cars and only after the purchase realized that they might need a lesson uh, <laughs> or even a license. Okay, that's that, that'll be a learning curve for everyone, uh, I'd have thought. Now, and and the, 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 the heritage sites that you visited, so there are things, maybe not in Tirana so much, but there are things to see. Absolutely. So our first stop was uh, Barat. It's a kind of hillside, uh, small little city uh, south of Barat. Um, they've got a beautiful uh, castle there. Again, nice food. We stayed in a lovely little hotel, family-owned place, just outside the castle with a view of the valley. I think we paid 30 euro for the room. Um, so you're having breakfast uh, on the edge of this cliff, looking out at kind of rolling green hills um, on one side and the castle on the other side. Um, you know, just really beautiful. Yeah. Now, it, it's a small country, isn't it? There's only like a few million people live there. Yeah, it's tiny. Three million people. Yeah. Okay. So it's so if you're if you arrive in Tirana, it's it's not a long drive, say to to, to reach the Mediterranean, is it? Um. It so what a lot of people will do, Sean, is they'll fly into Corfu and maybe they'll spend a few days in Corfu, and then a lot of people will get a ferry from Corfu over to uh, Albania from there, and you might go to Sarande or you might go to Kesemil, which are the two kind of big super resorts. Uh, they're probably most visible on uh, Instagram. That's one way to do it if you want to avoid the roads in the center of the country. We drove from Tirana south, so we had some pretty long drives. Um, you know, the roads are the roads are okay, but you don't have the kind of super highways that you would have in more developed countries. Right. Okay. And and those resorts on the Med would they be comparable to anything you'd see in in Spain or Portugal or any of that? Absolutely. I mean, I. We didn't make it down to Sarande or Quesumil. We went up uh, a little bit more further north and went to Dermi and Hamari, which are more kind of emergent beach towns, if you like. They're a little bit sleepier um, and really, really gorgeous. I mean, there was we were there quite late season in Dermi, and there were days where we had the beach to ourselves. Hmm. You know, uh, you weren't charged for deck chairs. Uh, food was reasonable, and the water is turquoise, uh, you know, clearer than you would see in Greece, and you have the beach to yourself. Again, that was low season. I'm sure it would be a different story in July or August, but generally speaking, prices are low, um, and the views are terrific. Yeah, and you were there in September, so what was the weather like then? About 25 degrees. That's perfect. Yeah, it was ideal. Can't complain really about ideal. that. And you're not the only one. Someone says, I was in, Amba- uh, in Albania in August... Couldn't recommend higher. Flew Belfast to Corfu, got the ferry across to Saranda. Lovely food, views, and the people were very friendly. Is, uh, did you, how did you find the people? I found the people, for the most part, nine times out of ten, absolutely fantastic. They just, they're very, I, you get a sense of a community that's been kind of missed most of the 20th century with communism and is now kind of very anxious to make up for lost time. 
Mm-hmm. So um, people are very excited to meet you. People are excited to hear your story, where you came from. Um, and generally speaking, they can't do enough for you. Having said that, I mean, if you're used to going to Italy and Spain, I mean, you get off the plane in Malaga or Naples or Rome, wherever it is you're going, and the tourism industry is such a well-oiled machine there and has been for decades. Um, they know what they're doing. They know how to please you. You get, you get into Albania and the experience is not going to be as slick. So mm. I would say if you're an anxious traveler, uh, this may not be the place for you. You know, if you're, if you're, especially if you're not doing a tour, if you're showing up and improvising, um, you know, it's not going to be as slick an, an experience. You're going to need some degree of patience. Um, but for me, it was a tremendous adventure. Yeah. And uh, somebody wants to know about uh, the in work, people working in hospitality, would they generally have English? Generally speaking, yes, they had English. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Noah points out, might take a wee while to shake off the Liam Neeson taken impression of Albanian pe- people. Sounds like Greece forty years ago. He should do a tourism uh, um, campaign for <laughs> for it's uh, it's marriage made in heaven. Uh, Peter, thanks a million uh, for talking to us today. That was uh, the writer and comedian uh, Peter Flanagan. Uh, someone else says I was in Umbelia last year, loved it. Left my phone and purse on an outside table in a cafe in Tirana. About half an hour later, remembered, went back. It was still there. The taxi drivers have no English. They ring up the office to get you to talk to an English speaker. Walked around Tirana late night on my own. I'm female uh, and felt uh, very safe. Uh, Someone else says, when I was in Albania a couple of years back, I asked a landlord about where is the money coming from in terms of modernisation. He told me it's all Sicilian mafia money. So there you go. It's good to see that they're investing overseas. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.